Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike. Mike Zlatnik. And today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome back my really good friend, Ryan Parson. Hi, Ryan. Hello there, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I couldn't be better. It's beautiful springtime out here in Western Colorado. So uh, uh, life is very, very good. Yeah, I enjoy the the beautiful weather, and uh, you certainly have gorgeous views from your house, so enjoy. Very fortunate, that's for sure. <laughs> so thank you for coming back on the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something really interesting. Uh, you are obviously uh, running a um, an RIA, Registered Investment Advisor, and you've come up with a really cool concept, virtual family office. I love the idea. So without further ado, let's jump into the concept. Let's talk about what is a virtual family office? What does it do? What are the benefits? Who does it serve? I Thanks, Mike, uh, for having me. It's always a pleasure to get to talk about these uh, different types of ideas, uh, especially with uh, the uh, types of high net worth families. I know firms like yours serve, firms like mine serve, and really that that family that, uh, you know, is what, what I would call, Mike, that uh, primarily a do-it-yourself type of investor that is uh, like you, like me, have, have built our wealth in non-conventional ways, you know, not stock market, not mutual funds, um, in just in different, especially in the alternative investments in the real estate space and like to employ and look at different types of strategies techniques. And so what I've, what I've certainly realized, uh, not just with my own wealth, but the, the families that, that we serve here at Sunlight, Mike, the need for those best practices that, uh, you know, a hundred million dollar net worth family, the, the, some of these strategies and techniques that you were historically reserved for a large uh, a single family office, meaning a family of more than a hundred million dollars of net worth, are now very available today, Mike, uh, to families that are under $100 million through various different outsourcing techniques, the ability to access the other types of professionals needed based on the outcomes a family is trying to accomplish. And that's really where it stems to, as, as you say, as, as, as I uh, think about it and talk about it and work with our families today is this virtual family office concept and, and bringing those more advanced type of techniques uh, to the, the, the mainstream high net worth family that is still really looking to uh, manage a lot of their wealth themselves, still that do-it-yourself type of, of, of investor, but realizing there's complexities in their world, maybe increased levels of complexity in their world, especially with all the chaos going on around us today that they need and desire some more of those types of best practices. So that's kind of the, the framework of what the virtual family office is, Mike, and uh, how we've started to develop systems and then the tools to bring those to our clients. That makes total sense. So it's a la carte services that are available normally on full-time basis to a very large family office, but you're offering them a la carte to high net worth individuals who just don't need those services and staff on a full-time basis, but from time to time, they need access to those resources. So if I got this correctly, 
I know we're recording this audio, but you have some visual tools. So we will also have uh, on our YouTube channel uh, this available for those who want to see the visual tools. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for bringing up the visual tools and let's that, but talk it through because this is a podcast, both in a, in a, in a video, but for both folks who are listening to this, let's make sure they understand how it works. Absolutely. So it, when we, when we, and that's a great way, Mike, that you just described the kind of the a la carte. That's another uh, great mindset to be thinking about why and when you start to ask yourself the question as a high net worth, a credit investor, a qualified investor, when does the, the virtual family office construct start to make sense for me and, and why might it make sense? And so I think what, we'll, what we can share here now, Mike, is, is really a, a, a topic and uh, some dialogue that you and I have shared together for years, all trying to help um, our mutual clients, um, the, the, the families that, that we really enjoy serving the most to, to try to understand uh, the, some of these, uh, what I call the wealth strategy hierarchy. And, and a lot of times too, Mike, when a family is starting to embark down the decision, do I need to integrate the virtual family office constructs into our wealth situation? You can generally start to think of it in this hierarchy because uh, sometimes it's easy to think, well, is that an investment advisor? Is it a financial advisor? Is it a wealth manager? And as you're starting to see here on the screen, I'll try to, de to, to describe these to just for uh, for those that are listening to the audio only and not seeing the visual here, but I think we all know Mike, an investment advisor, using that term just to try to boil that down as simply simply as possible. That's really your stock jockey. That's your stock broker. That's your bond broker. That's your mutual fund sales agent, um, which generally comes in the form of the stock broker. It might be your insurance agent. It might be your banker. It might be your accountant. Uh, sometimes CPA firms uh, provide these types of investment advisory services, but at the core, they're selling you a product. They're selling you an investment. And that's really very mainstream, Mike, um, uh, that, you know, the, the bulk of, of investors, that's what their access tool is to go buy more so traditional investments. But this VFO is not an investment advisor. And, and so when you look at going beyond this investment advisor, they're just a single approach. It's here's what I sell. You want it, buy it. You don't want it. You know, I can't help you. And so therefore, the investment advisor is really not thinking about the goals the family has necessarily. Um, and from an access standpoint, you really don't have the confidence of are you getting the best deal? You know, versus how you and I think about alternative investments and how we try to create deals that are, are, are really the best deals from an access point of view to the deals themselves. And therefore, the results that an investment advisor brings is just going to be in their singular area of their product that they're selling to you. So frankly, Mike, this is where... Um, the bulk of investors go to because they just say, I'll get to it later. And so they abdicate their investment decision-making to an investment advisor. And of course, Mike, the, the families you and I serve are not abdicating their wealth at all. They are in control of their wealth. As I like to say, they're the CEO of their wealth. But the vast, vast, vast majority of investors 
um, do not take that approach. So that's why I'm very, I, I, I try to really delineate the difference between, as you see, as we climb the hierarchy here, the investment advisor is just that day-to-day. -day, and it has certainly can have a role for even high net worth families. Um, but those that are starting to embrace the, the virtual family office concept, um, it, it just um, doesn't work because as we both know, my we the truth is later is always too late if you don't be proactive with your wealth now you're going to miss out on those opportunities as the marketplace presents them and so that leads me to this idea of what some people might call a financial advisor and the financial advisor tends to be a little more limited um, in its scope in terms of trying to think holistically about what it, um, what it does. And again, this financial advisor could be your insurance agent. It could be your banker. Just about anyone can call themselves a financial advisor, but generally there's a product behind them that they're trying to sell. It could be an insurance product, could be an investment product, um, the kind of the, the more, again, mainstream type of products. And the, the financial advisor might be going a little more broadly, but they tend to be focused into one area of the overall wealth management structure. Again, I use the insurance agent as an example. Everything that they, they may do is going to have an insurance slant as the solution to a, a client's financial goals. Again, not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily wrong. It just all depends on what it is you're trying to accomplish. And so as families increase their wealth, um, both in terms of the size of the net worth, their complexities, they may then start to find themselves trying to elevate to a, a true wealth manager. And that a wealth manager is going to have a lot more extensive knowledge over a broader range of financial areas. And so they will tend to be more, uh, have a greater emphasis on the clients or the family's goals and understand um, the, the, the family better and what they're trying to accomplish. And what I call this access is where you've got quiet confidence, meaning you, you look at the wealth manager and go, he or she um, has got access to maybe some specific things, maybe some off-market things, but um, maybe not still as broad as you would want it to be, depending on what your goals are. And that's not just investments, Mike. That's access to other types of professionals, whether it's tax professionals, legal professionals, uh, concierge, medical professionals. Um, there's just so many other types of professionals that are really specialized towards the high net worth family. And as you climb up this hierarchy, the access becomes more and more important. So whether it's the wealth manager, Mike, it's the financial advisor, but particularly for families that you and I are primarily serving and trying to help them, you know, really move their wealth needle wherever they're trying and they want it to go. This idea of the wealth manager tends to be where a lot of, of families that at least get to that level say, this is good enough. It certainly is better for me than a financial advisor and definitely better than just a, a, an investment advisor. But the, the reality of it is, at least for the families that we serve, Mike, who I'm trying to you know, really move the needle with and try to really have tremendous results with, 
like you, Mike, good enough is not good enough. We know that it's possible to really have the best and, 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 and truly be able to move the needle and accomplish what we want to. And that's where this virtual family office structure really starts to come into play. That's truly not just extensive, but is really comprehensive. And, you know, Mike, this is another thing you and I've talked about, you know, over the years as, as, as professionals, as we are any professional that you work with, one person only has so much knowledge, you know, none of us are absolute experts in everything financial um, or everything legal or everything tax or everything investment or everything charitable. And that's really why we have a full team of professionals around us who are the absolute best experts we can find to bring to the table to help solve uh, uh, issues that a a family has, um, to help bring credible solutions and ultimately make good and smart decisions about your money. And so for the for this uh, high net worth family that's under $100 million in net worth, that's why I see the virtual family office being an excellent potential solution for the right family that's ready for it to bring and help and have coordinated all of the professionals that can truly help move the needle, but doing it in a very cost-effective manner, um, doing it in a really strategic outsourcing type of manner. And that's where you really then are able to maximize those goals and have authentic confidence. You're getting the best access to the best professionals, the best deals. You're cutting the line, you know, so to speak, Mike, and you're being able to work with investment professionals and asset managers like you and your team at Tempo that are really bringing those best types of deals in those areas that you like to specialize in. And the client has access to everyone that they need to have to truly get the results that they're looking for. So, I hope, Mike, um, that that provides uh, some more of the context and the visual of why a high net worth family starts to ascend higher uh, to this virtual family office and some of the elements that um, uh, causes you to want to go there. And, And frankly, Uh, why some of the frustrations of more of the traditional financial planning world can be problematic for families that are looking to do things, uh, especially with alternative investments, real estate, and to truly bring a a holistic experience to and getting the outcomes that they want. That's a great summary, Ryan. I I really appreciate you taking folks through the explanation and um, um, for those who are listening, can't uh, um, uh, quite comprehend the visual. Uh, Ryan, bring back the visual. Bring, sure. bring it back. So we'll we'll keep chatting and we'll, we'll kind of describe some of these uh, functions. Uh, but the power of this is that uh, I really can't put it any other way that you're combining all these best practices for high net worth families to select when they need expertise from the right sort of experts. And based on this kind of um, uh, wealth strategy hierarchy, at least in my experience, the, uh, the stock brokers and the insurance brokers and those offerings, they are just typically available to masses and 
they are heavily commission driven, uh, motivated by whatever the product that they're selling, and they're not really representing the best interest of the client. In essence, theoretically, they have fiduciary duty, but practically, they they have a product to sell. That's all they're trying to sell, mm-hmm. and that makes total sense. The investment advisors and financial advisors that are compensated uh, by the products they sell. Uh, in my view, I would never touch those services because they, they may serve someone, but in reality, they're serving the the product that they sell. The wealth manager and then the VFO is where most folks should be if they've built enough um, net worth uh, mm-hmm. and their family net worth, they, they need to get the right type of service. Otherwise, the, race, the rest is just, uh, um, it feels like it's, it's almost uh, wasted uh, time, effort, energy, and dollars. And then the wealth manager operating under the sort of uh, a niche down from the uh, VFO uh, may be good enough, like you said, under some circumstances to build the right portfolio for folks based on their own um, individual circumstances. But most folks move far beyond that and they need other auxiliary services or a la carte uh, options. So how do basically folks decide when do they actually need VFO? At what point? Because 100 million is a big, uh, is a big number. And um, do folks start at 5 million, at 10 million, 20 million? At which point do they go come to Ryan and say, Ryan, I, I think I, I could use your services uh, because we've built enough wealth. We can afford a higher level of service where we do want to get access to the best uh, experts. And uh, we don't need them full time. So we would love to get their expertise, but on a project by project basis. Yeah, it's it's a great question. It's one I get very often, Mike, trying to make this assertion of when um, do we start to embark on this? And, and the things that I see that occur for families that that do the best with this and, and, and start integrating it are really once they they get to a point of the level of complexity in their financial world. So what I found, Mike, is it's not so much about the level of wealth, although in most cases, the higher the level of wealth leads to more complexity, but not in every case. And uh, you know every every family's level of complexity is different because it's not just financial related issues that cause complexities. It, you know, it could be that the way the wealth is structured, particularly if there's some sort of a family business involved and you might have multiple generations working at the family business. Um, other complexities reside with the families themselves that aren't necessarily wealth related, uh, but family matters and types of family matters add complexity into uh, the, the client's situation that then in turn impacts how they think about their wealth and decisions they're making about their wealth. So typically families that are, are uh, you know, find themselves in this position are, are looking at their level of complexity going and saying to themselves, am I making the best decisions with my wealth? And how do I make sure I keep making the right decisions while also making sure we're looking at the whole situation 
and identifying potential problems that could be existing. And I'll, and I'll give you an example of it, Micah, that's just happened very, very recently with one of our families that has done very, very well uh, with their investment portfolio, um, has selected, you know, for them what they is they feel is, is a great portfolio and have done very well with it um, over the recent years. And it's catapulted them into a massive estate tax problem, which, as you know, Mike, is a um, is a moving target based on whatever Congress wants to do. But it doesn't take long to all of a sudden when you look down the road based on different factors, internal rates of return and that type of thing. Uh, you know, one of our clients realized they didn't even think this was an issue because up till a couple of years or just up until the last couple of years, it was never trending towards an issue that they now have a multi-million dollar estate tax problem. And those, those are examples of looking at how do you start to see problems, potential problems down the road before they occur so that you can start looking at them and addressing them now before they be actually become an issue. And I think that's another example of a, of a client if you find yourself thinking about, are all the decisions that I've made still working or the strategies or techniques, whatever we're using, are they still relevant? Especially today, Mike, given all the chaos going around with social, economic, and political changes, you know, obviously both here at home and abroad. And so those are a lot of questions high net worth families are asking themselves. And that's where the VFO structure can become very, very helpful in uh, uh, taking a look at some of the issues and making sure they're not issues or at least they're contained to within a reasonable level uh, to be able to deal with them um, as time goes on. Yeah, that makes sense. What I'm hearing from you, Ryan, is that um, most folks whose net worth at some point, well, it's not just network driven, it's not just a number driven, it's a situation driven, but obviously uh, because these services are uh, custom tailored, there's a cost associated folks that haven't reached a certain level of net worth it becomes sort of almost cost prohibitive to try to use them. Right. Um, so I don't know what the right number is, but at some point folks over maybe 5 million, maybe 10 million mm -hmm. start thinking about it. And they, the, the more they go over that number, the more relevant it becomes to start chatting, at least have a conversation based on their personal circumstances. Uh, obviously, I think um, state tax problems kicks in over somewhere over for the 24, $25 million between the, the two spouses, right? Somewhere around there. Um, uh, but over that number, if, if folks are over 20 million, that, that they should be thinking at least, also depends on the age, right? If it's a young young, young couple or a young individual, they've reached great net worth, that's, that's awesome. They don't have a, that kind of problem, but they may have different type of issues. Uh, and it may be worth having the conversation early enough to uh, proactively address um, any concerns they might have. So mm -hmm. could be a legacy, could be planning. Uh, how do you get your kids to uh, not to squander the money you build? Or even how do you educate the kids to live a better life, um, uh, a tr life of, of true wealth, not necessarily just dollars, but, but, but being um, uh, great members of a society and contributing to the wealth of a society. So all kinds of those issues. Mm -hmm. So um, how would folks, Get a hold of you. How would they reach out, and uh, how do they start the conversation if it's not really obvious? 
So if, if it's, an, it's a problem that, that the, the solving, that may be an easy start. Hey, I, I think I got a potential situation here. But how do they get proactively to start chatting, to start thinking about it? What's the best way to reach to you and to um, start start talking? Yeah, you know, it's if if you're at a point that you're you're feeling a level of complexity or feeling a level of uncertainty about some structures or um, elements of your wealth, Mike, that's usually an indication it's time to start having a deeper conversation ab about it. And so what we, we find, we, uh, you know, with new families that we're having conversations with, just having a very open uh, discovery conversation about what are, what are the priorities? Uh, what are you trying to accomplish? What have you been successful with accomplishing? What haven't you been successful with accomplishing? What do you think are, or what do you think are some of the things that might be getting in the way? And so, Though those uh, conversations are are really important to have, Mike, uh, very early on, and um, I, I appreciate you your willingness to uh, uh, offer if anyone of your audience members might just have. Um, are wondering about this VF or wondering about their complexity, please feel free to, to text me. I'm glad to have a, an introductory conversation and just see uh, kind of where that goes. Um, and uh, the, you can also take a look at our website to sunlightpeaks.com uh, can give you some of that additional information, but it, it really does start with Mike with that internal feeling that, you know, that like this complexity issue do I have the right team around me, whoever they are and whatever their role is that you brought them on to do? That's truly everyone on your team of professionals from tax to legal uh, to charitable plan, whatever wealth protection, just everything that goes on are all of your team rowing the boat in your direction. And that's really where if you feel like there's maybe some uncertainty or some uh, lack of clarity around that might be another good indication that it's time to start exploring some of those best practices that the, the virtual family offer structure does bring. Thank you, Ryan, for that wisdom. Thank you for sharing. And uh, the phone number to text to is uh, 1-480-284-4800. Uh, <laughs> visually it's available, but for the audience, That's I wanted right. to make sure I, uh, I talk it through so that, uh, folks have the opportunity to reach out or just sunlightpeaks.com. That's the, the website. Thank, Thank you, you so much again for coming and sharing really intriguing concept and very cool concept, a very powerful con concept, virtual family office. Um, appreciate you and, um, enjoy the beautiful weather in the west sunny western colorado and too bad you can't ski anymore i think the season is over at this point uh it pretty much is over we might have another weekend or two left but it's definitely uh spring skiing out here so uh, we look forward to uh, mike having you and your family uh back out here and getting to see you next time uh, you travel out west here and uh for uh, uh everyone else as you're getting your uh, summer or spring and summer travel plans i hope you all are safe and any of you are coming through the glenwood springs Colorado or Aspen area, be, uh, be sure to uh, shoot me a text and let me know. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's Slot name.
Keep listening and keep investing. Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.